You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Visit bpn.fm to discover more. Two by two, and now it's time to go. Our past have been revealed, so let's start the show. Our shirts are clean and pressed. You're listening to The Ensemblist, the only podcast that shows you Broadway from the inside out. Welcome, I'm Mo Brady. For almost a decade, the Book of Mormon has been delighting and shocking audiences at Broadway's Eugene O'Neill Theatre. As both Ugandans and Mormon missionaries, the show's ensemble works together to make a very funny show even funnier. Today, we share stories from three of the ensemblists who have graced the production over its tenure. Our first story comes from Tamar Wilson, who joined the Chicago Company of Chicago after almost seven years in the ensemble of the Book of Mormon. As an original member of the show's Ugandan ensemble, he had seen the show through years of transitions, and the show also ushered a number of personal transitions for Tamar as well. Here's Tomar Wilson. I was scared for a long time to admit that I lost my passion for performing. After all, my whole career up to that point was all kind of an accident. It was an accident that I ended up at Carnegie Mellon, an accident that I went to an open call for ragtime with a friend and ended up on the first national tour, and an accident that I moved to New York and signed with an agent by the end of my first week. I say accident only because I didn't plan any of it. Stuff seemed to just happen to me, and I was along for the ride for a long time. Of course, I was in over my head several times in those years because I was surrounded by people that had prepared their whole lives for these things that I just seemed to be falling into. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. To do the things I never dared. This was the time for me to step up. So then why was I so scared? Ten years later, after a couple of tours, six Broadway shows, and a handful of regional gigs, I was burnt out. 2009 was the most stressful year I'd had professionally. I was working harder than I ever had before as a dance captain of a show with 24 people that hardly left the stage for two and a half hours. On top of that, I was in the show, so my only chance to learn the show I was teaching and maintaining every day was to watch bootlegs until 4 or 5 a.m. I signed up for the job because I knew I could do it and I cared about the show. But more than that, I cared about the people in the show. I didn't really stop to care about or take care of myself for that whole year. So I came out of that experience exhausted, burnt out, and broken. I had no passion for performing, 
but I was scared to say it out loud because I had no idea what it would mean. No one really talks about working in the arts without passion. I didn't really know who I was without performing, and I was sure no one else did either. I was floundering, not sure if I loved being on stage anymore. Maybe I needed to hold out for leading roles and stop doing ensemble work, but I'm not the type of personality that does well without a job. I believe that the Lord God created the universe. I believe that he sent his only son to die for my sins. And I believe that ancient Jews built boats and sailed to America. Then the Book of Mormon came along. I'd already told myself I didn't want to get involved in another big musical, but I took the job with the Book of Mormon when it came to Broadway, mainly because so many of my friends were involved with the show, but also because I needed to be working. I trained, I had experience, so of course I could perform even if I wasn't passionate about what I was doing every second I was on stage. Plus, it was a great show and people loved it. But the show ended up being so much more than I could have known. When the Book of Mormon opened in 2011, I was still that broken actor. I didn't know what I wanted to do next. All I knew was I needed a paycheck every week until I could figure it out. The hype of the show was exciting, but I didn't feel like I had anything to do with its success. I was one of the last people to join the show, and all the other Ugandan actors had been in at least one of the workshops. I'll never forget the day we started staging the African pageant. Everyone was excited to rehearse it, and I asked if we could just sing it around the piano one more time, which of course they were all cool with. But about five measures in, People slowly made their way to the taped-out stage area and just performed the full number, staging and all, as I watched from beside the piano. It was frustrating to play catch-up, but I knew what I was getting into. Also, I already loved all these people, and they were having a great time, and I've never been one to deny my friends a good time. So here I am, surrounded by great friends in a hit show. My friends are winning awards and getting movies and TV shows and having the time of their lives, and I'm enjoying myself just because I like seeing the people I love succeed and be happy but it didn't feel important to me to be on stage eight times a week. Just to be clear, I don't think you need to be passionate to do your job well. I think of myself as a professional, and I never step on stage without the intention of giving the best performance I can. Even if I crack or fall or don't really connect in a moment, I always want to give a great show. But this was the first time that I wasn't aching to be on stage. You have to believe in it all. My problem was doubting the Lord's will. Instead of standing tall, I can't allow myself to have any doubt. It's time to set my worries free. Time to show the world what Elder Price is about and share the power inside of me. I believe. Before you know it, I'm five years into my Broadway run in the Book of Mormon. I changed tracks in the third year and had a few more featured moments. There aren't many jobs that you leave and people on the street feel okay asking, hey, how's that scrotum feeling? But strangely, that was my job. This was already longer than I'd been involved with any show. It was longer than I'd been in one place ever in my life. I mean, I was a military brat, so I never went more than four years in one home or school. But this company had become my family. You see their kids being born and grow up. You see them lose parents and family members. And amazingly, you see them all come together to support each other when it's necessary. The dynamic at Mormon is shifting slightly by now. Hamilton is the new pretty shiny thing in town, so the emails and Facebook messages from friends of friends aren't asking for Mormon tickets anymore. They're more like, hey, do you know anyone at Hamilton that can get me backstage? Also, everyone at Mormon is kind of settled into their groove, so I was ready for other challenges. I just didn't really know if I still had it in me. 
I mean, when you do the same show for so long, you start to doubt that you can still make choices or learn something new or retain something new. Fear is kind of my life partner. I'm still learning how to deal with it and finding ways to coexist and make the relationship work. But sometimes it can be a real asshole that I don't know how to deal with. I know that I must go and do the things my God commands. I realize now why he sent me here. If you ask the Lord in faith, he will always answer you. But at some point in my sixth year of Mormon, I made a choice. I decided I was going to move on to something else creatively and not let fear ruin it. It was hard. I didn't know what that was going to be. My first audition for Hamilton was back before the developmental process. I did some material for the king and a few of the raps, and I was not ready. I knew the words, but that was about it. I knew the people behind the table, and I could actually see in their faces that they wanted me to make it work so bad, but I just couldn't. It was another case of fear stopping me from going where I needed to go. But when the opportunity came around again, I was ready. I knew the material, I'd worked on the things I wasn't as comfortable with, and after a week of auditions ending with an hour and a half Skype session with the creatives, I was offered a job. Just before the seven-year anniversary of the beginning of my Book of Mormon journey, I was saying goodbye to the show that had been there for what I think was my personal creative low period. I needed time to figure out where I wanted to go creatively, and this show had been there for me. It didn't need me, but I needed it. I needed the comfort of a piece of theater that worked, that felt good, that I was proud to be a part of. I needed the security of a show that would let me take the time to deal with my own creative issues in my own time. And Mormon was all of that. But it was also my home. It gave me a whole new family. It gave me confidence and let me build and strengthen muscles that were weak. It gave me a safe environment to grow. It was the birthplace of my new creative self. And every person in that building played some part in creating the new artist I was trying to become. And you'll know it's all true, you'll just feel it. You'll be a Mormon, by gosh, a Mormon, just, just believe, just believe. So this is to say thank you to the Book of Mormon. Thank you for letting me rediscover my passion. Thank you for letting me be a part of an historic piece of theater. Thank you for helping me through some creative and personal lows with support, love, and financial stability that I couldn't have even dreamed existed in theater. I think a job is what you make it. You don't have to love what you're doing, but you can choose to use the opportunity you have to grow and learn. I fell in love with my job, and I got to grow at the same time. I wish that for everyone, but I also only realize that on the other side of the journey. I'm forever grateful, because I'm happily, once again, an actor that is passionate about being on stage. Thanks, Tamar. Our next story is from Kenny Frencourt. As dance captain for the national tour of the Book of Mormon, he helped guide dozens of actors into the production while on the road. He used his signature writing style to compose an original piece for us about the do's and don'ts for rehearsing as an understudy. Here, with his five understudy rehearsal commandments, is Kenny Frencourt. Like the Batu Caves of Malaysia or Milan's Duomo, understudy rehearsal is a sacred space. Having been a swing with the Book of Mormon, I've attended my fair share of rehearsals. My body instinctually enters the stage door every other Thursday afternoon like highway hypnosis, vocalizing without awareness like a nearly comatose Florence Foster Jenkins. Once arrived, I participate in the greatest pleasure of my job, 
Performing an entire show with less than half the necessary actors, sans set, costumes, or orchestra. A minimalism wet dream. Our bodies and the materials are our only tools. As dance captain, I'm particular in my approach to understudy rehearsals. While others have vastly different expectations of these most holy occasions, here are a list of commandments that I pass on to every swing and standby in our show. Although not all companies will adhere to or care about these instructions, I believe heeding them makes us better, more considerate, swings, standbys, people. Thou shalt know thine numbers and depths. It's the least you can do to meet proficiency in your job. This is a visual business, and regardless of your awe-inducing abilities, if you can't stand in the right place, then you're as useful as a blind caricaturist. Although integral to all actors, I get particularly incensed at swings and standbys unconcerned with these details. Your safety, and the safety of those around you, is jeopardized when you don't know where to stand, dance, or which traffic pattern to take. I depend on my swings and standbys as dance captain missionaries. While spacing in a long-running show can tend to morph based on individual actors' habits and ad-libs, I need my swings to go in and stand their ground on numbers and depths they were taught so I can clearly see when something may have adjusted slightly over time. Even if the picture is still intact, eventually someone's going to make their way out of the light, and I, as well as their mother, will be displeased. And God said, Joe, people really need to know that the Bible is in two parts. There's a part three to the Bible, Joe. And I, God, have anointed you to dig up this part three that is buried by a tree on the hill in your backyard. Two, thou shalt know who the rehearsal is for and honor them. In most situations, the rehearsal is about giving the swings and standbys an opportunity to run the show and receive notes. But in a long-running production, understudy rehearsals can have distinct purposes. Is a new cast member here as a trial run before they're put in? Is a new understudy doing their first run? Is a producer or creative at the rehearsal to observe a standby? The rehearsal is then about that actor. This is not to say you aren't valuable at these specific rehearsals. The opposite is true. Whoever the rehearsal is about needs your support and focus. If you cover eight tracks, please choose to be the one that partners with the new company member and not the one that gets to lounge by the water cooler on stage left during the production number. Which leads me to the next commandment on the notepad of stone I brought down from the mountain. Joseph took the plates home and wrote down what he found inside. He turned those plates into a book, then he rushed into town and cried. Hey, God spoke to me and gave me this blessed ancient tome. He commanded me to publish it and stick it in every home. Three, if thou be a swing, speaketh all lines for tracks you cover. At Mormon, we have six swings half of which cover principles. This means there may only be one swing to cover specific tracks if their counterpart is rehearsing a principal role. It's the responsibility of that lone swing, in my opinion, to cover all their roles for that rehearsal. While some productions have stage management read lines of missing characters, I think it impedes our ability to fully master our jobs. I've performed more split tracks than I'd care to admit, sometimes planned with a few hours, other times mid-show. 
A swing's brain, once rehearsed and comfortably in the show, cannot see each individual track and block out the others. We must see the full picture and be able to step into any track at any moment. By freeing your brain from the singular track cage, you become better prepared for the reality of split tracks and mid-show swing-ons. Be the master of your tracks. Four, honor thy inner artist and create like a mofo. Our jobs as swings and standbys isn't to imitate the actors we cover. Our job is to play their roles. Until you are instructed to copy another actor, an abhorrible instruction no one worth their weight in Epsom salts would give, don't. If we set the precedent that swings and standbys are theatrical robots hired to fill a spot, then it's all that will be expected of us, and the artistry required for these jobs goes out the window. Use understudy rehearsal as a gift. Continue working on your craft. Your ability to progress and perform at your highest level in these rehearsals is not only beneficial for your personal artistic growth. It is in these rehearsals that you earn the trust of your stage managers. Since they get to make the decisions about who goes on when someone calls out, showing them you take these rehearsals seriously can correlate to the opportunities you are given to perform. Thou shalt not be a loser. Try and have some fun. You are one of a small militia of clowns who are performing a show meant for three times as many people. The nature of this rehearsal is, in a sense, absurd. Embrace it. These rehearsals are my favorite part of my job, both as an observant and as a participant. The rest of your coworkers are enjoying their day of freedom. You should foster an environment of joy for your few hours at the office. Nothing sucks the energy out of a 10-person version of a 30-person show than one miserable wet blanket. You got into this business to perform. Here's your chance. An audience is not necessary. Tell the story for each other. Tell the story for yourself. At Understudy Rehearsal, we create fresh performances that can bring new life into our company's show each time we are reintroduced to the stage. I believe that what is created in this sacred space is the very reason you and I were called to this lifestyle. Amen. Thanks, Kenny. Our final story is new to the podcast from Marja Harmon. Like Tamar, she left the Broadway company of the Book of Mormon to join Hamilton on the road. Upon her departure, she wrote a story for us about the family she experienced at the Eugene O'Neill Theater. Here, in her own words, is Marja Harmon. Part of Africa, we all have a say. Whenever something bad happens, we just throw our hands to the sky and say, Has a diga ibowai. When an actor finds themselves in that rare position of being in a long running show, certain questions can start to manifest, such as when is the right time to leave, and how to sometimes maintain a positive attitude once the shine of your new job wears off. Your timeline within a show definitely depends on your personal goals or what your body and heart are intuitively telling you. Before I booked the Book of Mormon in January of 2014, I had been in an almost three-year work drought. 
At that point in my career, I had played Aida on the North American tour, made my Broadway debut in A Cat on a Hot Tin Roof, directed by Debbie Allen, and then landed Nala in the national tour of The Lion King. I was sure that my momentum would keep going once I returned to NYC, but it took a respite. For years, I did temp work and took catering and event gigs. I was starting to panic that maybe I wouldn't work again. And then I got a call from my agent to audition for Mormon. When I found out that I would be joining the Broadway company, a weight was lifted. Not only would I be making my Broadway musical debut, but in one of the best shows in theater history. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Mormon became my family, my home. It was the fastest I had ever learned to show, the most fun I'd ever had on stage with some of the most incredible and hilarious people you have ever met. I was performing eight shows a week on Broadway. I was financially stable again and enjoying myself immensely. I was still auditioning and doing more TV work, which was also exciting. Of course, after a couple of years, I wondered when I would leave, what other opportunities there might be for me, And I was yearning to be stimulated again creatively and do something new. At the same time, I also enjoyed my job and knew what a privilege it was to walk through a stage door and perform on Broadway in a hit show where you aren't worried you'll get a closing notice at any moment. Some actors are very fortunate to move from show to show, maybe after a year's time. Others, it may take some time to find a new project. Some may love the company they are in so much that they'll take advantage of the opportunity to explore other endeavors besides performing, make financial investments, have families, and stay for years. As we grow as humans and performers, our perspectives and goals continue to change. For me, it was a joy to go to work every day. And after a period of time where I really struggled with that work, I wasn't about to leave an incredible show without another opportunity. And luckily, I was in a position to wait. I was asked to audition for Hamilton, the one show I'd been coveting since I saw the original cast on Broadway. It was my fourth time going in. I found out two days after my final audition that I'd gotten the principal standby for all three Skylar sisters on the new and Peggy tour that would be going to Puerto Rico and then sitting down in San Francisco. I put my notice in with Mormon with a heavy heart. I've been lucky that I've gotten to be a part of three game-changing musicals in my career, The Lion King, The Book of Mormon, and now Hamilton. 
I say lucky because this business is not always merit-based, and so much of it is intangible. I had someone tell me once, how lucky are you to be able to perform on Broadway? Someone other than your family thought you were talented and are paying you for it. What's better than that? I honestly couldn't agree more. I got to leave a dream job to go to another dream job. There's not a second that I take it for granted. Whether you stay in a show for one year or 20 years, it's your business, and all reasons are real and valid. Just never forget how fortunate you are to have had the opportunity so many dream about. Special thanks to Kenny Frencor, Marja Harmon, and Tamar Wilson for allowing us to share their stories. The Ensemblist was produced today by Jackson Klein and me, Mo Brady. There are two great ways you can be helping The Ensemblist right now. One is by leaving us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts, and the second is by becoming a Patreon member, which you can do at patreon.com slash theensemblist. Please follow The Ensemblist wherever you listen to podcasts, whether that be on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, or at Broadway Podcast Network, bpn.fm. And make sure you follow us on Instagram. Thanks for listening, guys. Until next time. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theater Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theater professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.